You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. As we begin the new tractate of Sukkah, we need a few more psukim. One which the Gemara will eventually use is from Devarim, from the Pasha of Re'ei. You shall hold the feast of Sukkot for seven days. And the, 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 the short-term nature of Sukkot is going to be incredibly important. It's a temporary festival. And that's reinforced in the Sukkim from the Parsha of Emor, which the Gemara is going to use much more, much more heavily, much is going to rely on much more heavily. And maybe it's worth just reading over those Sukkim from Emor. Basukot Teshuvu Shivat Yamim. You shall live in booths or in Sukkot for seven days. Every citizen of Israel should dwell in a booth. There's something which is peculiarly time-limited about, Suk- about Sukkot and about the Sukkah. But there's also something about consciousness. In order that your generations may know, in order that your generation should know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths in Sukkot when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. There's something about temporiness and there's something about cognition, about knowledge in these Sukkim. And we'll see in a minute that the Gemara will use these two concepts. There's a third Pasuk as well, which we're going to need, and it's from Isaiah. And he's described, this is a, a um, an apocalyptic vision of Jerusalem, but in that vision he says, There shall be a sukkah for daily shade from the heat, and for a refuge. And for a place of shelter from storm and from rain. So that the sukkah has got these three aspects. It's temporary. It only lasts for seven days. There's a, something about cognition. We need to understand that it's a sukkah. And it's a place of refuge. These are the three aspects which the Gemara, the beginning of sukkah, is going to draw on. And the Mishnah begins. Sukkah psula. A sukkah which is more than twenty cubits high is invalid. And Rabbi Yuda disagrees. Rabbi Yuda machshir. He says it's kasher. And the halacha doesn't follow Rabbi Yuda. The Gemara explains that a, a sukkah which is more than twenty cubits high 20 cubits that's about 10 10 meters that's 30 feet i think of a story of a building as about three yards so this is a sukkah which is as high as a three-story building if we build a sukkah as high as a three-story building it's not kasher one example one reason by the way which is brought by the jerusalem talmud is that the um the the rabbis learn this out from the door of the sanctuary, that the door 
of the Kodesh Kedoshim was 20, uh, was 20 yamot high. We're not going to build a sukkah which is higher than the door of the sanctuary. So that, that's one idea, but the, uh, that's in the Jerusalem Talmud. But in the, the um, Babylonian Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud says, speaks along the following lines, that a sukkah which is more than 20 cubits high isn't a temporary structure anymore. And we need to understand that I mean, we need to understand that Sukkot is temporary. Maybe there's even a bigger message than that. Maybe we need to understand that we're on a journey, that life is temporary. There's something about Sukkot which has to be temporary. But there's also something about cognition. The Gemara suggests that if you're in a Sukkah more than 20 cubits high, you're not aware of the thing at the top that's shaking you. You're not aware you're in a Sukkah. You could be anywhere, right? If you're in a structure 20 cubits high, you could be anywhere. You've got no sense that you're actually sitting in a sukkah. And then the third, and and, and, and that speaks to the Pasuk Leman Yedu Dorotechem. In you're you're sitting in Sukkot because your generations shall know the cognition of being in a sukkah is absolutely vital. And then the third reason the Gemara brings for a sukkah being less than 20 amot is that. Perhaps if it's so high, if it's more than 20 amot, you're not sitting in the shade of the roof anymore. You're sitting in the shade of the sides. And we're going to learn as we learn the, the Mishnah of Sukkah that the composition of the roof is absolutely critical. What makes a Sukkah is the roof. And we need to be in the shade of the roof. If we don't, as Isaiah says, the Sukkah is a shade from the heat and it's a refuge, it's a place of shelter from storm and from rain. If we don't have a sense of a sukkah as a shelter, then we're not fulfilling the mitzvah. So for all these reasons, a sukkah, which is more than 20 cubits high, more than 20 amot high, is invalid. And there are equivalent restrictions at the opposite end of the size spectrum. So if it's not 10 hands breadths high, that's about... Um, 30 inches. If it's lower than 30 inches. If it doesn't have three walls. If its sun is greater than its shade, it's invalid. It has to be a real, it has to be a real space. It has to be a real space, more than minimal size, and it has to have shade. So if it has more sun than shade, it's invalid. What about a sukkah that hasn't been put up for the purpose of sukkot? Sukkah yishana, an old sukkah. In other words, we've just got some, we've got a building hanging around somewhere, and we say, look, could we use it as a sukkah? Beit Shammai poslin, Beit Shammai invalidated. Interestingly, Beit Hillel machshirin, Beit Hillel says it's kasher. And what do we mean by an old sukkah? Well, the Mishnah says, What do we mean by an old sukkah? Anything that was made more than 30 days before the festival is presumed to be made for some other purpose. It hasn't been made for the, it hasn't been made for the festival. Although, although, and the Mishnah will qualify now, if it was deliberately made for the purpose of the festival, even from the beginning of the year, it's valid.
העושה סוכתו תחת האילן כאילו הסעה בתוך הבית. Someone who makes his סוכה under a tree. It's as if he made it within the house. We're coming back here to the question of shade. The sukkah has to provide the shelter from the rain. If the sukkah is just sitting under a tree, it's almost as if the sukkah is sitting under a house. It's not that the shade is being provided by the tree, not by the sukkah. And we've learned that the sukkah has to provide the shade. So we can't make a sukkah under a tree. Or for that matter, under a house. Sukkah al gabay sukkah. What about a sukkah on top of a sukkah? This is a weird idea, but we can, if we can imagine a town where where the houses are very closely packed, were were building houses around courtyards. Maybe there's only enough room in the courtyard for one sukkah, but we could think about building another sukkah on top of the first sukkah in the courtyard. Sukkah al gabay sukkah. The top one is kosher because the top one has a real roof. The bottom one is, is invalid because, well, the bottom one is, is, is under a sukkah. The bottom one is not, un, the, the bottom one is, is, it's as if it's under a tree or under a house. The bottom one, if it's under a sukkah, it doesn't have a roof open to the sky. Rabbi Yudah Omer in Ein Diorin Rabbi Yudah says actually if there are no occupants in the other one, the lower one is valid. But I don't think the halacha will follow Rabbi Yudah. What about if we put up a sort of a tent inside the sukkah? Peras aleha sadim chama. Actually, here we're going to put a tent over it. So we 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 spread a sheet over it. In order to keep the sun off it, in the time of in Bavel, and for that matter in Eretz Israel, the sun is much more of a problem around Sukkot time than the rain. When we're in Washington or in England, we think about the rain as the problem with Sukkot. Whereas, if you spent time in Jerusalem, you know actually sun is the problem. So someone spread a sheet over it because of the sun, and we can already feel this is going to be pasul because. The sheet is providing the shade rather than the sukkah and the principle. And we learned this from the verse design Isaiah. The sukkah has to provide the shade. Or, the, or maybe we put the sheet below the schach. Um, peras, some, we put the sheet We put the sheet below the roof of the sukkah just to keep away the falling leaves. Or Maybe we've got a four-poster bed in the sukkah because the halacha is that we're going to sleep in the sukkah. We're going to live in the sukkah. So we could spread this sheet over a four-poster bed and create some kind of a tent, if you like, inside the sukkah. And in all of these cases, the halacha is psula. Aval poresu al na klite hamita. But he, one does spread, a, one, you can spread out the cloth over the cross bar of a two-post bed. So if we can imagine a bed with a vertical post at the head and a vertical post at the foot, and then there's a horizontal going from the head to the foot, and then we spread this sheet over, it must look a bit like a bed in a Shakespeare play. It's got this sheet in the uh, um, a bit like a, a TP hanging down over the bed. 
so that I guess the sheet doesn't look like a flat roof. The sheet looks like a slanting roof. And the conclusion there is that, well, we're allowed to do it. We can, someone is allowed to spread the sheet over the crossbar in that way, and it does not invalidate the sukkah as a whole. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.